All right, so just finished Invincible. Um, what can I say? What can I say? What can I say? Uh, my opinion still stands. I think it's it, it's a very poorly written show. Um, a lot of the stuff that was done within it, you know, you could chalk up to just the characters being that stupid, but just it's, it's just too much of it. Where it's just like, what, what, where where you have people who essentially do shit that they plan meticulously, and then it all falls apart because it's like, what was your end goal right here? What did you, what what did the dad literally expect to say to his son that was gonna get him on his side? What was the actual like speech that he was gonna do that was going to make sure his son that grew up on Earth that has the uh, typical high school boy thoughts was actually going to do when you explain to him that essentially you're there to conquer the planet like that that literally makes absolutely no fucking sense and then even even if you were to explain that no like you know because the episode started off weird with him with the son jumping the dad thinking that he was under some goddamn control because he killed the dude that jumped him like i get that that's a hero and whatnot but it just seems retarded that it was immediately painted bad with that hero jumping the main dude after he was fighting a kaiju that it would be perceived that dad was doing this with some type of ill intent i get the narrative that the show is trying to paint but it just watching it was just ridiculous it was like you're you're trying to make him the bad guy right now but i was like anyone who just popped up and saw what was happening wouldn't be able to make heads or tails of anything and if anything it would have made more sense for the son to just be outwardly confused about everything rather than attacking the dad the way that he did but far be it from me to tell you guys how fucking stupid you want your main character to be because you continuously makes him make him fucking stupid um it uh, the the biggest thing that this um series did at the end of all of this is the fact that um you had the girlfriend come back after all was said and done rather than just having her be a piece of shit because she was um to come back into open arms and to be like you know let's go back out to dating again rather than explaining or you know trying to build on the fact of why you broke up in the first fucking place um, and then your ridiculous, uh, motivation behind shit anyway, um, it is, is doomed to fail. And like, yeah, they're, they're going to not be together because obviously the more proper person for him to be with would be the Adam Eve girl because duh, <laughs> uh, the, the series, like it, it just, it's painting that and there's no, there's, there's no excuse to think otherwise that, oh, not him and the, him and the black girl are definitely going to work it out. It's like, no, the stuff that she's on about and the stuff that he's on about are two totally different things. And it that was clear from the get-go. And then considering that the series decided to be stupid and admit that she already knew who he was as a hero and then decide to come back with him in a time of grief or despair, uh, again, shows you exactly how terrible of a person she is, um, just makes that even worse. Um you know, and it's like, I feel obligated to date you again because you're going through a tragedy. Well, you broke up with me before the tragedy. So if the tragedy didn't happen, will we go back out? No. All right, then why are we going back out? Like, you you clearly don't like, like, this is to make yourself feel better. People who do shit like that do it to make themselves feel better. Um, it, it's more so like a, a an accomplishment out of guilt, really. And it's like, hey, I need to do this because I feel bad for you. I'm not a fucking puppy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a person. Like, res respect me as a person, goddammit, before anything else. But, hey, 
whatever. Um, that totally makes sense. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I believe in the original comic, uh, the black chick is actually supposed to be a white girl. Time to go ignorant. Uh, how come the, the white girl superhero couldn't be a black girl, and then the girl that he go out with be a white girl? That way, when they break up, he could get with the black girl like he should. Anyway, I'm being stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's all fucking dumb. Hell, even um, having it to wear, it was like she's Adam Eve, and then them being like, oh, yeah, you're the girl who splits. And then she was like, no, I'm the pink one. Like, the girl who splits is duplicate. And it's like this, she's been going around saving fucking everybody <laughs> for the most part. Her powers are immaculate. Why would she not be that well known? That doesn't make any sense. But hey, I didn't write this piece of shit. Um, for the most part, review wise of this episode, I gotta say, it, it ain't bad. Um, except for the ridiculous uh, flashback. Uh, the ridiculous flashback moment, as well as the, and not the moment of him playing baseball, like that was just something for the dad or whatever, would have been better if it was to showcase this earlier, that way we would have always got a notion that the dad just kind of had this symbolism of, you know, like, I, I don't like wasting time, I could be doing something else, um, they didn't need to cheese up the speech that the mom gave him in order for him to understand what was happening, if anything, it just should have, should have, definitely been simpler because I just felt like she became the opal of knowledge like hey this pocket of confucius style wisdom appearing at this really inadequate and ultimately pointless moment and it was like it's a little league baseball like there's, there's nothing to this but her just like spewing some shit as if she was damn near like a doing a martin luther king jr speech was like i was like all right this is too cheesy and I was like, just, it could have been simpler. Like, you just, you don't understand. And I was like, you know, and I was like, we have to enjoy these things. And I was like, because our kids enjoy them. And, and look how happy he is. And I was like, don't you feel something about that? And it just could have been like that. And then just had Soda Son trying and then the dad just slowly opening up to seeing that rather than her continuous, like, keep keeping going with the speech. And I was like, all right, yeah, shut the fuck up. I was like, I get it. I'm pretty sure he gets it. But I was like, you, you guys are hamming this shit on. And I was like, you, you can't make the wife wise when she's done dumb shit. Uh, it, I, I do not like when people do that. And I was like, no, no, no. They were always smart. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, 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 they were not. But... Uh, that was ridiculous, but the the montage of the main dude looking at the picture and then basically backtracking through different stuff throughout the um the all the episodes was pointless. You didn't need to do that. Should have had him look at the picture, um just and then just would have probably would have been basically a more powerful moment. Um, it's just you have him look at the picture, see the fact that the family is smiling, and then just have a long pause over it. Pull some Evangelion crap. Yeah, they did what they did because they ran out of money, but realistically, I mean, it's not like a lot of the stuff that they did wasn't considered fantastic works of artistry. <laughs> when it's like under the guise of, nah, they ran out of money. But yeah, and it was like having him stare at the photo to just see how like hard it is for him to let go about his feelings for his dad, and then close, and then like put down that picture. That I I feel like that would have sp spoke more volumes than having a, another flashback segment of just random moments that just happened within the episode we just saw, as well as other previous episodes. Like, your audience aren't fucking stupid. Why, why does everyone assume that they are? But you could do more with less. Is all I'm saying. Hell, like the uh, the ugly ass 3D um, 
3D rendered people that they have running around through the cities that just walk so awkwardly. They just walk so awkwardly. But uh, I, I did not mind everything else that was going on in the episode. The father telling the son how it is, you seeing his ferocity when it came to believing in the cause, him talking about the mom the way that he did. Right, that, that part got me. That one I thought was weird. To refer to your son's mother as a pet, knowing how your son is. I was like, you, you clearly have spent time with him. They've never shown that the dad was too busy for the son or he didn't really connect with him that well or anything like that. But it's like you referred to his mother as a pet and you assume that this was going to make him join you. Why? Why? What, what gave you that notion? Why would you do that? Then having the son constantly bring up the mother or the fact that the dad loves them and everything like that. And I was like, and then the dad going about convincing him in the stupidest way possible. It was like, again, was there no forethought in this whatsoever? Well, I didn't know he was going to get his parents, his powers. So it took you this fucking long to think or do anything? Like, it seemed like no matter what, the plan was always going to be to conquer the world. So whether or not the son had powers, why did you need to kill the guardians immediately unless it was like an instantaneous thing that was going to happen with the Viltrumites or something something to make sense as to why the fuck would you rush off and do a bunch of this shit that easily got you caught and change whatever plans you had made for everybody if there was no point there's no rush like you've been there for so goddamn long was it like time is up you know <laughs> and it was like you had until his 18th birthday or or nothing it, something to to justify the actions happening that rashly and then also why you were so caught up in doing shit i mean the man fucking hid his bloody clothes in the living room on top in a trash bag like no one like that was never gonna be found i mean seriously it was like the dick didn't even like throw it into the sun or something so just just anything he just took it and fucking just put it in the trash bag and i thought that was the laziest dumbest fucking thing that ever happened and then the wife found it and lo and behold they found out that he killed the people oh boy and i was like seriously that was so stupid then he was so adamant about getting it back because he knew it could prove that he did it so then it was like why didn't you destroy it like i, uh, I don't understand that <laughs> but um, that conversation aside with the main dude everything that the dad was doing i liked him looking at humans and basically being disgusted with the fact that yeah like he always believed these people were beneath him he's said this frequently that doing that is beneath you you are superior than this and you are superior than that yes yes i like if he's solely thinking about this yeah having this all come out is now just uh an over exaggeration of what we already knew about his character he could care less about people but you could have shown more of him basically having that mindset. Hell, having the son bring up stuff that he himself couldn't explain or even like just chose, just flat out chose to ignore was weird to me. It was like you, you're looking at human lives as if it's nothing, yet you adamantly went out of your way to save human life. Why is that? You know, it was like, <laughs> it's like so, like the son said, like, I've seen you almost die trying to save people so why is it that now it's like oh, their lives mean nothing and, it, and like you, it, it could have shown more of that you know like showing the dad and his and like an anguish of him doing or having these actions and whatnot rather than just try to go full villain and just 
make it seem like, oh, that never existed in the first place. It was like, no, nah, make him ease up or moments that happen, he just kind of feel remorse or he might reach out to try and save someone, but then he holds himself back. Something like that to show you that, like, no, he does kind of care, but he believes more in the cause than anything else, which he was constantly saying. But something to showcase that, because otherwise it was like there was there's, there's just no answer to it. Like, like yeah, why did you try so hard to save people then? It was like, because like, ultimately it didn't matter, you know? And it's like, you could have made it look like anything. Oh, I couldn't catch them in time, or oh, I couldn't do this, or something. But it's like, you adamantly tried your hardest to save the people. So, why? And then use that to further um, the point that he said when he was like, yeah, just look at what these people do just to get a fraction of our power. And look how, he was like, if it wasn't for me or you, this whole planet would have been fucking gone by now. So, they need us. And what I'm trying to show you is that we can help them make them better. Just anything that wasn't where it was just rationally put, like, just rationally not rationally, rashly thrown together to try and vilify the dad, but then at the same time make it seem as if the son was having far more of a complex of, like, listening to his words and trying to understand what was going on, but right from the beginning of the episode it just smacked down, dad's the bad guy, son needs to fight him, and then it was just, if the love of the father and son made him give up and that was it that's, that's all that it really did Granted, I did like um, the aftermath of everything, basically the epilogue in the episode, where, uh, well, the end to the episode, really, uh, where you have him with the, uh, with Adam Eve, his guy best friend and um, girlfriend, uh, dumb girlfriend, and they all, were, like, went to a burger restaurant to talk about shit, which was stupid, it was like, a burger restaurant, really? They could have sat down in a fucking park or something, and that would have been far more believable or better but they went to like goddamn mcdonald's <laughs> and i was like just why who does that why would you do that well they're teenagers that doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> like <laughs> dude there's something terrible happened in my life i don't want to go to mickey d's <laughs> I'm like no i don't want a big man i'm crying damn it <laughs> can i have a mix Larry, a large big You can have anything you want, you tough little soldier. <laughs> I want to get some fries and dip it into my McFlurry. That's gross, but you can do whatever you want, you nasty little tough guy. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> Your ice cream machine is broken. It's broken! <laughs> Where are we going to find another McDonald's open at this hour? It's 12 in the afternoon. <laughs> They're all open. <laughs> Let's go to the other one up the street. They're everywhere. <laughs> Call ahead. Make sure they got the ice cream machine. <laughs> Alright. You went too far. <laughs> You've gone out the deep end. But I actually did like the fact that they all got together to try and talk. But then I hated the fact that he immediately wanted to squash the subject rather than actually open up and then talk about it, and which I felt would have been better. But, hey, that, that was true to his character. I just, I would have liked what I would have liked. 
Um, but then you got the guy best friend spilling the beans immediately, you know, like showcasing that there was no way in hell he was going to ever keep that secret, um, which was, uh, it was ridiculous. Now, I got to point out something because I was, uh, I was talking with my friends and they were uh, wondering why I kept emphasizing that when we were speaking about Invincible uh, uh, last time I spoke with them. And it was like, why do you keep saying it? I was like, why do you keep saying it? And I was like, oh, that's because. And it was like, oh no, we know what it's for. And I was like, well, I was like, well, in normal stories, when you have that character who's the best friend and he's gay, he's the gay best friend. And it was like, no, we know what it's for. And so they laughed at me, and I don't really get to explain to them what it means to me. You know, and it was like, I'm pretty sure they understand the concept of just like it's a best friend that's gay. But me, I I want to assume that they thought I was kind of. Uh, you know, really just hyping up the the notion of the fact that he's gay. And I was like, no, that's not it entirely. It's the it's the ridiculous trope that it represents that they constantly are using. It's one of those things where it's like when you see it in movies and stuff like that, you know this was clearly written by someone who has no fucking idea um, or never probably has met anyone who's fucking gay. You know, and it's like to the point where every single time that they're put in movies or stuff, and they're like the best friend of the main character. Uh, they're just they're they're snappy, they're sassy, they're all into other people's business. There's there's really no distinction from this character and the gay kid from the Big Mouth show, which is supposed to be a satirical look on said character. Um, I know that's harsh, but that's exactly what that kid is supposed to represent on Big Mouth and Wild Ass with this. And I was like, I'm seeing this character do what I've seen in a thousand rom-com movies and whatnot or anything that tries to display that you have a homosexual in a movie is that they're incredibly flamboyant. They're just all in your face. They're about everything that's popular and whatnot. And I found it ridiculous that someone who was this social would have absolutely no friends when they showed him depressed and sad about what happened with the main character, especially considering the fact that the main character has been ditching him constantly and going off to do his own superhero thing, and then him just recently finding out about it. But then you also get the notion of him wanting to hang out with a college dude. So I would be remiss to think that he's not capable of getting friends, but that shouldn't be the case because his personality would dictate otherwise. So why is it that when you didn't show him, he adamantly has nobody to talk to as if he's a freaking outcast in the school without the main character, the main character who has been adamantly leaving him throughout this entire time that he's been a superhero. So he's just been friendless this entire time. These, these are things that I ask when I look at shit and I go, wait a minute, why would you do that? If anything, it would have been better if it showed him hanging out with a group of people and him just seeing and feeling down. But no, they showed him sitting at a table completely by himself, which I also must point out in high school, doesn't fucking happen. That never fucking happened. <laughs> you can see tables and they might have clicks or whatever to them, but some tables will have a mixture of people. I've sat at the table where kids was playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and it was right next to the table full of football players, and they would come over and talk about Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> and it's like they weren't a part of it. They didn't have cards or nothing like that, but they for damn sure was going to watch us play. But I've also had people who, if you did sit by yourself, you would sit by yourself a part of a table that has people in it. No one just leaves a table open. You sit where you sit. Like, <laughs> that shit ain't real. <laughs> like, nah, only they sit here. What the fuck are you talking about? You sit wherever you want to sit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
so ridiculous, like so ridiculous seeing that. And I was like, that's not, I was like, oh, this is so, so dumb. And I was like, it doesn't matter how close you are as friends with someone. It is not realistic to be the only friends that you have to know people. And you know, is one thing, you know, it's like, and to have friends is another thing, but you're more, more so often than not likely to have possibly like, from, I would say four to five friends, people who you actually would consider friends, you know, and it was like, you might know a lot of people, but people you actually consider close, like friends, four to five, minimum three, the minimum is three. But to to just assume that, oh, no, like these two people said that they're each other's best friends. They're the only friends that they got. That's uh, that's a fucking fantasy. That's just that's gullibility, really. It was like, oh, no, like you. I get that you wrote your character that way, but that's not how the world even works. And it's like, that's just fucking retarded. <laughs> and it's like, that's just that's beyond stupid. So I, I got I got annoyed with seeing that, and then immediately when the best friend showed up at the house, and then he saw the girl that's Adam Eve, he just immediately spilled the beans about the secret identity and everything, meaning that you never could have trusted his ass in the first place. And honestly, going back to my notion, that he just snaps his fucking neck, and he had a chance to keep the secret identity. But whatever, main dude's a good guy, I guess. <laughs> but I was like, he immediately spilled the beans, and then he was just like so overwhelmed that now he could finally tell somebody about it. Oh, you knew? I was like, oh. And then uh, when they were sitting down at the restaurant, fast food restaurant, it was like, uh, can we just talk about something else? And I was like, this is your friend. This is your best friend. They're supposed to be incredibly close with you. And he understands you're going through a tough time. First fucking thing came out of his mouth. Um, like, but how? Because, like, literally, that's the only thing anyone is talking about. Then you got both of the girls look at him like, you insensitive ass. And then it's like, why Why are you doing this? And it's like, again, that goes back to it's because he's the gay best friend. It is a ridiculous trope that I hate because the trope itself is to be the stereotype of someone who is a homosexual rather than just having a character who happens to be a homosexual. You know, like, what is the flamboyant nature of a gay if you ever see them in anything? And then, bam, they give you that trope of the gay best friend rather than going like, hey, give the main character a best friend. Cool. And they happen to be gay. All right. Like, ooh, make them talk and flip their wrists. And whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I didn't say he had to do all that. I just said he was gay. But that is gay. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? How do you get that type of logical reasoning? And it was like, yes, there are gays who do that. But that doesn't mean that he has to. But then how will they know that he's gay? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, that's not... It was like, how do you, how do we know that the main character is straight? Well, he goes out with a girl. All right, you see how the, your friend goes out with a boy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> In order to show him go out with the boy, do we need to have that flamboyant stuff? No, so then why are we doing it? <laughs> because that's what the gays do. Oh my God. <laughs> and this goes back to like the issue I had with um, Invincible. Um being what should be um being what uh eloquently as one of my friends put it uh, an average team which i completely disagree with um because it's not that's not the concept of an average 
person that he's portraying. Because an average person would have more than one fucking friend. Also, know more than one fucking person. Also, <laughs> would um, be capable of doing uh, more than one fucking thing or handling more than one fucking thing on their plate. People are capable of doing fantastic things, but if you want to sit there and have a character who adamantly does retarded shit, and then you sit there and go, that's average, I'm more inclined to believe that what you're taught, what you're showcasing as an average high schooler is the stereotype of an average high schooler and not what an actual average high schooler would portray um, or like how they should be portrayed. Because more often than not, whenever you see something and the character's supposed to be average, they do shit like not being able to complete their homework or like, and then they're given some brand new type of responsibility. Then they can't do their homework. They show up late for school. Um, they show up late to class They show up late to work. The, they can't commit to promises that they made with their parents or guardians, Spider-Man. Um, they're in at, they're, um, unable to focus correctly. They're constantly being, um, talk to on their friends and the fact that they're ditching them or whatnot and it's like you know we don't hang out like we used to well i started doing this you've changed man you changed well i'm doing things that's related to my dream you changed you piece of shit uh one of my uh a movie that i loved watching when i was younger was a uh, rookie of the year um which is a movie uh if you don't know what it is i suggest it's a, it's a nice little kid film um, a little kid who, uh, kid who basically breaks his arm, but his tendons basically goes like a rubber band. So when he throws the ball or pitches, it snaps real hard. So essentially his pitch is like that of a major league baseball player. And in which case they actually bring him into the fucking major leagues to be a pitcher. And it's fucking hilarious and stupid to have that, you know, and it's like, essentially, that kid's dream was to play baseball or be in the majors, and then he literally gets that, and then one of the dope things that I love is that at the end of the movie, he loses the ability to throw the ball really fast, and so, essentially, he just goes up to childish antics in order to win, because, essentially, major league players was just, they, they, they weren't able to, to do anything about it, uh, because it was like, yeah, he was a little kid and basically didn't want to take him seriously and was afraid of what he can and cannot do. And it's just really dumb, like <laughs> really dumb. I, and I, I like watching that movie growing up. But in that movie, the kid is literally flying all over the place, doing playing the major leagues as if it was a job. He <laughs> um, he got Gary Busey as, as a as a mentor. <laughs> and the kid got it rough, right? And then his friends get fed up with the fact that he makes promises that he can't keep, um, essentially because I was like, yeah, I'm playing professional Major League Baseball. There'll be times where he has to stay overnight um, studying plays or practicing and doing crazy shit like that. And then the friends are like, you didn't help us paint the boat, man. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing the man thing. That's what can't buy me love, but another high time quality film. Don't watch that with your family, though. It's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> but yeah and it was like and they get upset with him and it's like you know what he's doing and it's like you understand this is a once in a lifetime opportunity no kid has ever been in the major league honestly this kid's gonna be set for life for playing this one fucking season right now considering the fact that he's not even in goddamn high school and it was like you know how much pussy he gonna get when he grows it was like he was in the majors for god's sakes who knows how many got you know, like, and then especially them winning. Who knows how many goddamn fucking brand deals he would possibly get for being a child in the majors who was able to win a championship and then.
then go and it's like and then obviously you you can retire but it's like Wheaties alone will give him so much fucking money and then it's just like ah, I don't play baseball no more and then it's like I just I can't do it anymore it's like that's it his life is set but you're upset because he's not helping fix a boat and it's like get your fucking priorities together and it's like granted they're kids but it all tends to run the same. Why aren't their parents telling them when they come home upset? You know, he was out practicing. Nigga, he is in the majors. <laughs> they are in the World Cup Finals. You don't shut your dumb ass up, quit distracting that boy. I got money on this game. <laughs> you stupid little bastard. Oh, you dumb. <laughs> but, and then, and then that movie, you know, it, it did what it did. But essentially, it that, that trails over to when you have this crap happen in other stories where it's like, yeah, your friends are totally capable of exploiting you, using you for different things. And it's like, oh, they found out he was in the majors and they get to party hard with him and all that. Yeah, that was great. But then as soon as it became an inconvenience for them, you know, maybe you should just quit. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Why would you do this? One of the greatest movie friends of all time is the friend on um, Big with Tom Hanks. And to me, this is one of the greatest movie friends of all time. Seriously. <laughs> um, he was his buddy. He was his friend. He helped him do shit that he didn't even know he was capable of doing. And it wasn't anyone's fault but Tom Hanks that he almost ruined that friendship. No one's fault but Tom Hanks. And it was like, because he got too caught up in being an adult and everything. And it was like, but the friend was a friend till the end. And I always say, like, that is a that is a character that you never see nowadays because we don't get that in terms of um, a friendship, uh, a friendship as character. Hell, uh, it was like immediately he knew who Tom Hanks was. And it was like they, they talked about the stuff that only they knew about. They were cool. Like they were they were damn near no, like they, they were close. It's secret handshakes and everything. Going around doing a whole bunch of crazy shit because yo, your best friend just became an adult. Let's go do some shit. And it just it caught up with Tom Hanks' character. But I digress. But it's like you don't get that in terms of a friendship in certain stories nowadays. And it's like uh hell what was it? Uh Spider-Man Homecoming did the same bullshit. Where you had the friend essentially find out that he was Spider-Man and then essentially do much like with the best friend on Invincible do, where it's like, hey, let me um let me like do some Spider-Man stuff, let me see it. And it was like, but we're incredibly close, we're cool friends and whatnot. You understand that this means something to me, and it's incredibly important. I'm risking my life doing crazy shit. And it was like, and he just blurted out, like, you know, Spider-Man's going to be at her party. And it was like, why would you do that? You can understand. This is the coolest thing that ever happened to me. Like, that's not an excuse. Dude. <laughs> it's like, trust. What is wrong with you? And it was like, he didn't show up to the party. What happened? The friend just felt bad. Oh, you didn't show up. You made me look like a fool. Well, I heard everyone in the party call me Penis Parker. So, for some reason, like, that mattered. But, yeah. Yeah, no, you felt bad. <laughs> oh, man. But it's just like to, to have this and then you do that ridiculous stereotype when it comes to any type of homosexual or, or gay in a movie. Um, it, it's so goddamn annoying to me because it's like, wh what are, what exactly was you trying to convey here? Like, what, what were you, what was the point of this character? Because he serves no purpose 
outside of the fact that he was told, like you were told that's the main character's best friend who's known him for a long time and they're really cool. Show didn't really clarify the reason behind that. It just kept saying that they were friends. Got nothing in the terms of what makes them friends. How are they friends? How long have they known each other? What exactly, like, you know, dictates that, oh yeah, this is his best friend. How? Why? What? What are their interests? What are they into? What? What do they like normally talk about all the time? There's like, you got none of that. You just were told they're best friends. And there's like, hell, even the interest or the things that the the gay best friend was talking about was just the popularity scene or like the different people around the school and whatnot. But the main dude didn't know two shits about that, you know? And it was like, he couldn't care which way was up in that factor. So then it was like, well, obviously you two got your priorities different within school. Well, what, what, what's up with that? And it's just like there, there was nothing within this whole entire fucking series that gave any type of indication that these two were friends. And then much like the trope of the gay best friend in most rom-coms, they did the exact same thing here. As soon as it got to relationship advice, oh, wise like a fucking sage the gay is. <laughs> like he could tell you everything that you possibly need to know about your faults and all that you should have done or could have done to have been a better person, but you didn't. And hopefully this will make the person run back into your arms after you get this, again, opal of knowledge from the gay best friend. The, the, the shit happens so much in rom-coms, it's now so goddamn predictable and disgusting, but it, it it is a fucking annoying. And then the fact that they had this best friend do the exact same thing pissed me off in, in like the last episode. And it was like, you're like one of those bad guys in those uh, samurai movies who gets cut in half but doesn't realize he's been cut in half. And then he was like, you guys broken up for weeks. You just didn't realize it. And I was like, what type of fucking friend were you to not tell him all the warning signs that the things he was doing was bad when you saw that he was in a relationship with this girl? Never. Was never mentioned. Because again, motherfucking friends don't do shit like that. When they had Adam Eve sit there and tell him, I thought you were smart enough to figure this out on your own, like a dumbass, um, because that doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I was like, wait, you had to explain something to me that I didn't understand because I've never been in a relationship with a girl before. And then you assumed I would come to the conclusion about something else that I need to know in order to understand when I'm dating a girl because I've never dated her before on my own. How the fuck would you come to a conclusion like that? that that's like if you told someone how to take, like you, like they bought a dog, and then you told them, you got to make sure that you buy dog food. And then you come back and then you're like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. I, I gave him some food and then he died. You gave him chocolate? What was wrong with chocolate? You don't give dogs chocolate. They're, they're allergic. I didn't know that. I figured you would find out. <laughs> I, I'm laughing, but like literally like so many dogs die because of motherfuckers not knowing basic information about dogs. But if you're someone who knows this person is buying a dog and you don't tell them basic information or try to find out if they know said basic information, you're just as informed. Like you, I feel like, like you should take some type of blame. And it's like, wait a minute, you knew they was buying a dog? And it's like, yeah. Did you know that they was a, a dumbass? And it was like, well, I mean, sometimes they fuck up, but I didn't think. It was like, did you, you did this. And it was like, what? Well, this is your fault. I don't think I should take 100% of the blame, but maybe a fraction of maybe a small little percentage. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I was like, how would you assume that this dumbass that you barely knew was capable of coming to this conclusion on their own when no sign pointed yes to that that was a thing that was going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> I just I just thought 
You know, that maybe they trust in the heart of the cards. <laughs> Stupid shit. But again, like, you would have the best friend who sit there and tell him, like, oh, no, like, your relationship was already fucked up. And you never wanted to explain this to me whatsoever? We're supposed to be best friends. Yeah. What? Why? How was that a justification? How? What does that? What does that mean? What? Explain to me how this is not something to where it was like you saw me crash and burn, and then in the end you decided to come up as Captain Hindsight. And you know, if you would have pulled the this lever, then you wouldn't have crashed and burned. Wow! Thanks, Captain Hindsight. I really, really wish I knew that earlier. And I was like, you could have said that when I was fucking doing it. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty, and having characters who do shit like that does nothing. <laughs> and it's like I'm aware that the relationship was fucking up, but it's like if I'm to believe that other people were also aware of that happening, then I get to ask the question: Why didn't you say anything? And if that character's response to why they didn't say anything is, I just thought they was gonna get it, and when nothing in the series like vindicated that nonsense, then yeah, no, nah, fuck this stupid shit just plain stupid shit so yeah even though i said i like that part yeah it was like there's different things throughout the entire episode that just kind of pissed me off in the long run but again i don't care for the show um hell the um, the way how it ended with basically such a clusterfuck of different random ridiculous shit happening throughout the fucking everywhere and then the main dude's main idea is just finishing high school. Uh, yeah, I, I I didn't mind that part. I actually didn't mind that part. It's it, it's something, you know. It's something to go on. I know that they already got greenlit for, I believe, season two and three. But I feel that Invincible, um, and then considering that it didn't build up as much steam, will possibly go the way of Rick and Morty. Um, not in the sense of it being just you know like this popular niche thing driven by the fan base but i do believe it's gonna go the way of um most american cartoons where essentially it it does well but it loses momentum it it, like, it just for some reason doesn't strike while the iron is hot um i don't know why this happens with american cartoons but it does happen a lot um and it just i, I feel like this might happen with multiple it all depends on how quickly the second season is capable of coming out and then exactly how many episodes they're going to give the second season but it it, it didn't like you know it, it, it got it got greenlit for the two seasons but i and then considering amazon prime and their fickle nature uh doesn't really like i i can also see like you know their ratings drop just a little bit and they're just like fuck this and that could possibly happen with a second season you know the mysteriousness of Everything that was driving this season is kind of gone. Um, the other things you don't know the conclusion of, true, but the basically the the, um, the mysterious nature of the father and like trying to figure out exactly what he was trying to do or what he was on, um, that's gone now. So a uh, series like this that might have been a key driving force behind everything. I'm not sure. Second season hasn't coming out yet, but that may well have been the case now that every now that all the cards are out on the table is the game still fun to play don't know my personal opinion is that like yeah a lot of the suspense might go away but the edgy nature of the series itself is one of the main reasons that a lot of people watch it so that might be a lot of um, a main reason why they'll keep having frequent watchers but there 
like that, like, you know, like, will they give another mysterious little plot point going on in order to explain a bunch of other shit or anything like that? Or just generally, like, how exactly are they going to approach this story where you kind of had that aspect being driven since the very first episode of just, you know, why is the strongest superhero on the planet doing all this shit? And now that that's been answered, where do you go from there? These are just questions, you know, questions that I'm wondering if the show was just going to outright answer or are these going to be things that are going to essentially keep viewership constantly interested in everything that's going on. But if the answer to this is just up the ante of the violence, I don't really see that happening. I mean, like the shit that was happening was grotesque, gruesome and edgy and whatnot, but immediately when it was over with like the the part of like it that that's gone you know <laughs> it was like that's not something that you would like you know i'm pretty sure you could bring it up in conversation but uh essentially it's like if everything of invincible is going to be like that then it's not going to be much to it so yeah just wondering what the future is going to hold for it hopefully the writing gets better they might um mature up the characters a little bit or give them some some type of sense, I highly fucking doubt that. It, this is this has been very poorly written. Um, and I, I will never back away from that. I, I don't give a fuck anybody says. They, they've had so many goddamn fuck-ups in terms of just simple character, uh, like, just simple logic and reasoning. And, and that's just annoying to see. You know, and it was like, if... It's, it's hard to say if you want to be believable and try to be believable, but if anything, it's like, when you just... When you just ham it on too fucking much and you sit there and like, just like, what is this? So, you know, I'm pretty sure driving, like I said, the driving force behind a lot of stuff would probably be like all the gore and blood and all that stuff. But again, when it gets oversaturated, then what else do you got in the series? I don't know. Like, I really don't know what to tell you because the mystery element is fucking gone. Like, that's gone. If they continuously do that each season, hey, cool for them. That'd be interesting. Like watching a brand new game of Clue. You know, like a one season is a is a game of clue, and in each season is just a different person dying or whatnot. That sounds like a pretty good show, actually. But then again, I, I love that movie Clue. Um, so that's all I gotta say. It, it, it's over with. Interested to see what's gonna happen in the next, um, you know, the next couple of seasons. Hopefully, it gets better. I don't know. I ain't got high hopes for it, but it was it was something. Alright, that's it. This has been Dang the Flame. I've been your uh, this has been fun with the flame. I am your host, Dang the Flame. Why do I keep mixing those up? As always, good people. I hope you have fun.